Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. We have a very special show for you today. We have Blake Moynes from Katie Season. We have an exclusive interview with him. So we're going to break everything down from his recent breakup with Katie to what he's up to now. But first, you know how we do it. We got to get into our hot takes. Mike, I'm going to kick it to you. What do you got? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Brian. It's good to see you, homie. I always smile when I'm on uh, our good podcast Talking It Out. Uh, my hot take today, right, it goes with a TikTok that I saw. Uh, the TikTok that I saw said it was a very successful woman that she always sees. These successful women, they're they're boss ladies. They're you know doing their thing. They're really happy, and she's like this this younger woman, her twenties, asking these these forty fifty year old women like you know what's going on? What's the piece of advice you have? <laughs> and I, I this is not necessarily how I feel, but this is what was said. She, uh, all the women unanimously said, "I'm single." <laughs> and that was the that was the response. I'm single. They don't have. They're not. They're not stressing. Could guys say the same thing though? I mean, <laughs> do we? Yeah. Do men and women just stress each other out to the point I, where it's like not worth it to be in a relationship? I, I will say there's a reason I don't have kids yet, and it's not because the reason is because listening to my homies and listening to my parents, you know, and just everybody else. I'm like, man, I, look. I, I hear they're expensive. Yeah, I hear they're expensive. You know, <laughs> by the way, right quick, before I get into the hot take, I just spent two weeks with my mom. I spent two weeks with my dad. Both of them, like, bro, when are you going to have a kid? They both uh, of them. just like well, Welcome to the club, bro. I, and you and Rachel are older than I am and married, so I know y'all are feeling it. So Yeah. Big time on that one. But, bro, my hot take for today is, can you be friends with your most recent ex? Not any ex. I'm going to be specific. Your most recent ex. And if so, is there a time limit that has to pass by before you can ease open the door of friendship? Uh, honestly, man, like, what do I always say? I need context, okay? Like, are you are you single? Or are you in another relationship right now and trying to be friends with the ex? Because that obviously matters. That does matter, but we're not, we're not doing Taylor Swift. Like, you're not breaking up and getting right into another relationship. So this right? is hypothetical, you both are single. T-Swift fans, I love y'all, I swear, don't come <laughs> She got a strong fan base, bro. You're like, dead. You're dead. Like. You're dead, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about you're still single. You broke up. You've been broken up for three months, and you both are still single. Okay. How did you guys break up? <laughs> Another question that needs to be answered. It was amicable. Okay. So you you both agreed just to part ways. You're just yes. not good for each other. Yes. Um, yeah, I think if one person didn't like break the other person's heart, there was no cheating or anything that is just like unforgivable. And it was just like, hey, look, we just don't work out well. 
then I don't see why you couldn't be friends with that person shortly thereafter. I mean, if you, you guys got a point. What's that? What good point? You don't break no one's heart. I was told someone's always going to get their heart broke. If you're together for an extended period of time, one or both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Usually one one side gets their heart broken. And, you know, it's not like you could just jump into a friendship right after that. Right. I mean, the person that got their heart broken is going to need a little time. Mm -hmm. So whether it be six months, a year, you know, maybe they could start reaching out again to each other. But at the same time, it's like if they broke your heart, are you really going to want to entertain that whole situation again? Or is it kind of you know, it's a, it was a lost cause. They broke my heart. I'm just going to move on. There's no reason for me to talk to that person, you know, after the fact, like we ain't never getting back together. Like, what's the point? That's honestly how I feel. I've only been in love one time and I was distraught. I mean, for, she broke your heart. I broke up with her, but she broke my heart. I, I think it was, a we both got our heart broke. It was, it, time I out. Was, I, I need an explanation. I, I need I need the details. I need the details. Time out, coach. You need a red. You throwing a red flag. I need I need a twenty. I need a twenty. I need twenty. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, you know, I think I'm gonna say it. Y'all can come at me. I think sometime, you know how have you dated a woman and she's been like, yeah, I was really out of the relationship for a long time already. Though we just Ooh, finally she, now broke so up. So she had checked out. Yeah, that's what I think. Women say that more than men. Like women be like, oh, I checked out. Like, cause if I go on a date with a woman, and, you know, we start asking about each other's past. They're like, oh yeah, I've been, I was out of that relationship six months, a year before, three months before we really broke up, right? And I think that's what my ex did with me. I think she wanted me to break up with her, and so I did break up with her. But it was, I was heartbroken, and distraught. And but Brian, I want to ask you if you went on Paradise, and. I know your situation different. You and Rachel got hypothetically. Together, I am Hypo single. Hypothetical, right? Okay, hypothetical. Let's, like, let's make that clear. You dated a, you dated a girl that goes on to the next season of The Bachelor, right? And then you both, and that girl is your ex. Like you were in love with her, like and y'all both the, the, like the, the previous person. Okay, previous to let's say The Bachelor, y'all both end up on uh, Paradise together. How would you feel? I mean, if I still had feelings for the person. It's been three months. It's been three months, like no contact, and we just met, meet each other on the beach. Yeah. I mean, it depends, man. I mean, three months at the end of the day isn't that long of a time. You know, am I over it? If I was over it and I was like, all right, that's a closed chapter in my book, I'm going to try to pursue other people. Um, you can you know, try to that, pursue other people, but that, that's not what I'm – don't deviate from the question. Now. I'm going to call a timeout on you. Give me a time. Okay, okay. That's not what's, what we're asking. What's the question? How would you feel with your ex on the beach? Like the one that you were in love with, bro. I'm like okay. the one, the one that you loved. <laughs> the 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 word that comes to mind is discomfort, like uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look at Joe and Kendall, right? Yeah. That wasn't an easy situation. I mean, Joe, like we said, did it masterfully where he, he was able to navigate a present relationship with Serena and at the same time show respect to his ex because they did care for each other and there really wasn't, you know, this animosity between them. It wasn't like they, you know, again, broke each other's hearts or anything like that. It was just, you know, the whole logistics thing or whatnot. And uh, he was able to, you know, softly, you know, end that relationship in the moment as well on Paradise. So I think he did it great. He did fantastic. Um, honestly, that is kind of like the blueprint of how you would do it. I mean, Joe said that if, if, Kendall really wanted him, right? 
she would have contacted him prior preach. to the show. So preach, if, that, if I was in the same situation, I feel like the way Joe handled it is the way I would have handled it, or at least I would have tried to handle it. I will give you that completely. Well, the time of my, when I was in love that time, I was in my 20s still, and I would have left. I, I would have just been heartbroken. I would have ah! seen her and cried and, and went off stage. But time out. You said you broke up with her, but then you were heartbroken. Bro, be like that Explain. sometimes. It be like that sometimes. You just know that's not that's that's not right for you. Like you gotta. Lo- I'm. I preach love okay, yourself. Okay. 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 So it was a hard, like you knew it was the right thing to do, but it was obviously a tough decision. You ended it, and then have you ever, have you ever got a spanking by your mom? She says it's gonna hurt me more than it hurt you. <laughs> That's what comes to my mind. Yeah, right when now. I was very little. <laughs> That's what comes to my mind right now. All seriousness, though, I broke up with her, but I, yeah, man, yeah, it still hurts. But the point of my 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 hot take was: Can you be friends with your ex? I'm not really trying to be friends with my ex, like. I can be yeah. cordial. Cordial is different than being friendly. friendly. Cordial is like, hey, I see you in the streets. I'm going to say what's up to you. How you been? How you doing? Friendly is, I'm not trying to go get a drink with you. I'm not trying to tell you about my day. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you about my highs and lows in life. I'm not trying to come for you for advice. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a situation where if you're moved, if you have moved on completely, I mean, yeah, like have exes reached out to me throughout the four years? It's like, yeah, of course. But at the same time, it's like, uh-uh, you're not penetrating my my world my new world with rachel you know what i'm saying exactly like, bro I, I don't even want to try to hear that you know what i'm saying like no you'll never catch me in a dm or a message or anything like that to anybody from my past once i'm committed in a committed relationship and that's the way i think it should be i completely agree with you i've had situations to where exes have tried to reach out to me while i've been in a relationship I'm like yo you know how good I treated your ass? I'm going to treat this woman as good as I treated you. So don't even why, hit me up. Why is that? Why is it like once you're in a relationship, everybody comes out of the back. woodwork. Everybody yeah. comes out of the woodwork and it's like, hey, Mike, like what's going on? Want to hang out? It's like, where the hell were you when I was like completely single? Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 this is where I would want a, a woman to come on and give us her take on it because yeah. as a man, I'm just going to simply say, I think they want to see if they still can get up in there. Just right? for the ego I, purposes. I feel exactly. It's like all a pride thing, an ego thing. It's yeah. like, let me see if I can get what I quote unquote can't have technically yeah. right now, you know, because they're in another relationship, they're married, engaged, whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's funny how that happens. I mean, guys do it too. Let's be fair. No, for sure. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Like, that's some toxic shit right there. <laughs> like, just, you I've know, never done uh, that, though. I ain't going front. Yeah. I've never done that. It's, if I let you go, I let you go. Yeah, it's what it is. All right, bro. So let's let's move on to uh, my hot take. It kind of gets into a little bit of you know what we're gonna talk about with Blake, but the topic is messy breakups and mm. you know mm. how you handle those messy breakups. And we've seen, especially in a public forum, right? We've seen uh, recently with Danny Lay and the baby. Both of them are all up on live, you know pretty much defending themselves and, you know, the babies on live, you know, just to document everything just in case they think that he hit her or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's trying to protect himself and, you know, she's calling him a a, a Debbie for kicking him out or whatnot. And then you have a situation like what we had with Katie and Blake. You know, we haven't really heard from Blake. We haven't really heard from Blake, which is what we want to talk to him about a little bit today. But we see Katie, uh, she's basically doing a quote-unquote 12 Days of Messy with Taylor Swift-themed <laughs> songs dedicated to one X every day. So, And 
she actually called Blake out on the first song, Never Ever Getting Back Together, the song by Taylor Swift. I don't know if that's the exact title, but she basically gave Blake that song. So I think it's pretty clear that she isn't going to get back together with Blake based off of that. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, like, do you think it's right for somebody to put that out on social media? Like, how would you feel if you were Blake and you heard this from your ex? You know what I'm saying? Like she's putting you on blast on social yeah. media. Okay, so let's talk in general terms. Like how would you handle a messy break? You're Mike Johnson from The Bachelor. You know that, you know, if you step out with a woman, you know, there might be some paparazzi. You might be all up on the the blogs. Like, and what if you guys break up? Now all of a sudden it's, you're in the public eye. Mike Johnson just went through a, a public breakup. How would you handle that? The same way that I've handled it in real life since being off the show. Quiet. None of y'all gonna know. Like, that's how I handle it. Like, quiet. That's our relationship. You feel so, me? That, so time yeah. out. Time out. I, I understand your point because I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like, they're, like the people don't need to know. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. Like, the people need to know enough, uh, as much as we let them know. But after that, like, I like to keep my situation private. I want to move on. And just move on to the next chapter in my life. But what happens if the person you broke up with was now knew about a, it? No, now all of a sudden she starts bad mouthing Mike Johnson in the media. Like, do you are you forced to clap back? Do you continue to keep your mouth shut? That's the that's the the question. I think the question the the answer is only one of two ways. One, you stay silent, or two, do like Kyle Kuzma did to Cleveland on uh, their news station. Like they were talking Sorry. about, they were talking about him saying that, oh, uh, Kyle Kuzma only won a ring because of LeBron James. He's like, oh, we have something in common. Like, just, just be comedy. Just make it fun. So, like wanna, a smart zinger, one-liner, like clap back, yeah. and just be done with it. Yeah, just make it funny, like to where it's all love. I think that's the only way to clap back in those situations because it's going to make the other person seem even smaller and seem like they're the one that's being disrespectful. And you just took the high road and decided to be funny with it. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, the I, only way to do it. I would revert to the saying. When they go low, you go high. We go high, baby. You know what I'm saying? So like exactly. at the end of the day, it's kind of like I feel like they will continue to put their foot in their mouths the more and more they keep talking about you on social media. Meanwhile, you're focused on what you got to do. You focus, start focusing on your career, you know, potentially uh, meeting new people and you just live your life, man. I feel like you got to be like a horse with blinders on and just you do just just ignore the noise. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because all that's going to do is, is you know, uh, uh, give you mental health problems and just like you don't want to be thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're old news. Let them talk all they want. They're obviously feeling a certain type of way, but I think it's going to hurt them more mm-hmm. if you don't clap back. Yeah if, like you're just you're, quiet, yeah, if you're just quiet and you just continue on with your life and it's like, wow, he seems to pretty much have moved on. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the real dagger in their in their situation. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 100 percent how you're supposed to do it. Just be yeah. quiet about it. Uh, I, this woman I dated told me something that I'll always remember and thank her for privacy, not secrecy. Right. That's with in dating and if and when the relationship does end. Like, I'll be private. I may speak about it if someone asks me about it. You know, I'll be like, yeah, this is what happened. I don't want to speak more than that. But I'm not going to be all open-ended about it, you know? That's no one's business to know. Like, it's obviously a hurtful situation for both parties. You're trying to be petty and talk more about it or want attention or whatever you want to call it. I think it's a bit of both. Be petty and want attention. uh, Because 
people feed into that, right? Yeah. And then it yeah. ta- then it goes to what type of following are you, you know, building, right? Truly does though. And then yeah. there's certain there's certain parties where you're gonna be wrong, damn if you do, damn if you don't. And so you just gotta learn how to, like you said, have blinders on and keep keep it moving. Continue yeah. to be a, a great human being and just keep it moving. And plus that doesn't even take into account, obviously we're in the, the public limelight. I mean, think of all the, the trolls and the haters, you know, they're gonna start choosing side, team Mike, team X, you know what I'm saying? It's just gonna get that's incredibly the messy. And it's like, why do you even wanna deal with that? You know that's what I'm saying? Part, that's the part that sucks. Despite whatever side you're on, as human beings, we will pick a side. Yeah. And we don't even know the story. And that's just for either party of that relationship or all parties of that relationship, that just sucks. You really, you just don't know until they speak. So if the ex essentially, you know, comes out in a public forum and quote unquote gives their side, you would still stay silent and not give your side if given the opportunity? I would, I've learned and I would say 90% of the time, I'm gonna stay silent about it. Even if you ask me a million times, I'm gonna I'm gonna promote something. I'm gonna say they asked me in the past. They asked me in the past. I had a book called Making the Love You Want. They would ask me stuff about that. Hey, I'm making the love I want. That's literally what I said. <laughs> Next question. Time. Yeah, I'm making the love I want. Next question. Got but it. But I want I want to hear I want to hear Blake's thoughts on this though. Really, I, I do too. Uh, you know, there's been a lot been said in the media, and it's mostly been one sided. So I yeah. definitely want to ask him about his thoughts on the whole situation. Let's bring him in, Blake Let's Lawrence. Do it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blake, welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm good as I can be. How about you guys? Doing great. Good as I can great, be. Man. Uh, that's how, uh, I need you uplifted today, bro. Good as I can be. You're doing great. You're living. You're breathing. You're here. I like, you got, I like that motivation. I, the, I, shirt, yeah. the shirt Mike, looks Mike good. Mike J comes through with motivation. Okay. <laughs> Just rinsing you with compliments. Okay. I like <laughs> that. Okay. He sits back, bro. He's like, okay, I like it. Keep going, guys. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> then the shirt, the shirt is fire. Seriously. Both of y'all make me look like I need to go to the gym more. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Blake. So you you've become a familiar face that we know and love here in Bachelor Nation. I mean, I feel like I could consider you a veteran of the show. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You, yeah. 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 In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing, man? Just like give us your your uh, where you're at mentally right now. Obviously, we know about the the breakup with Katie. You know, it, it happened very recently. Just give us your thoughts on how everything is going with you right now. Yeah, I mean, I would say the last seven months has kind of been uh, a whirlwind of emotion up and down. Um, about three weeks ago, it was the lowest it's been, obviously. You know, I think when you go to a complete high of getting engaged and thinking you find your person to, you know, 
two months after the finale of, you know, the airing of the finale, it, you know, crashing and going the complete other way, you know, you're going complete different ends of the spectrum very quickly. So emotions have kind of been all over the place. And for the first week, it was a lot of um, frustration, sadness, kind of feeling embarrassed and foolish in a way. Um, and then, you know, the last little bit here, I've just kind of got back to, you know, what makes me happy. And that's kind of um, uh, focusing on wildlife conservation and, and what makes me happy. And so um, I've, you know, kind of coming out of that, do I have little whirlwind spins back down where you start to think again and overthink, but for the most part, you know, I'm transitioning out of that. And yeah. it's been good as for the last week or so. Uh, can we, I want to speak on first, like the happiness and the highs in your life, right? We know you do uh, wildlife preservation, what animal, I know, I think you said before that you'd like to work with a different animal every year. What animal are you working with this year? Yeah, so it's that's changed drastically just because of uh, everything that's happened in the last year. So I've done a lot of um, advocating through my platform, made a lot of great connections with people. Nice. So this year uh, coming up, I went and did some work with Big Life Foundation this year, which focuses very heavily on elephants, but also rhino. Um, and Old Pegeta, which focuses very heavily on rhino as well, which rhino is my favorite animal. Um, Why is that? If I can um, ask. Um, you know what? I there, There's something prehistoric about them. That I loved Jurassic Park as a kid. And it's like they're almost like this this modern day, like triceratops. And like there's yep. this power True. to them. Um, but they're very, very docile. Well, some species being the white rhino are very docile. And so um, I don't know when you're there with with one and you're bonding with one, it just gives you a different kind of feeling. It's It's hard to explain it. Can you, can you talk about that? Because I see the pictures that you're in with these wild animals. And I'm like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yo, Blake is, <laughs> that's crazy to be that close <laughs> to that type of wild animal. Like, can you just take us inside, like how you bond with these animals? Because I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, a lot of it comes in just trying to analyze the behavior and you know growing up i've watched every documentary you could think of and i've done so much research and and last year went into schooling and things like that but um i don't know it, it's it's a weird thing that i just kind of have i worked with birds of prey before mm -hmm. um and i kind of found myself before going on the show i went out to south africa and worked with rhinos because i found out about the poaching crisis and when i was there you know working with orphaned rhinos i fell in love with rhino they're just understanding what's happening to you know, adult rhinos that are being slaughtered for their horns and, and that. But I think it's just um, having an understanding and being very, very patient. Like when I was in, in big, uh, big life in, in Kenya and these truly wild elephants come up to um, one of the only remaining water holes because a pool uh, had been turned to a watering hole because it's the end of the dry season. There's been no rain forever. And you're sitting there very, very quietly and they they walk up and in any other world you, they would kill you mm -hmm. but because you're sharing this water hole almost like you've seen in movies where it's almost like a joint like hey this is the only water hole here and animals kind of come together there and there's like this mutual respect like we need this, this water type. <laughs> wow. yeah it's like a That's weird crazy. so you're sitting there and, and they come up and you're looking at their, their trunk comes up and you can sense they're sensing that you're there and you know how intelligent these animals are that people don't recognize and it's just this weird staring contest and it's just i wow. I, I can't explain it it's just something you have to try to do and, and feel on your own it, it's like you're an it's animal whisperer in a sense right like you could <laughs> you connect with them like are you are you ever scared like because i would be petrified <sighs> being next to a rhino just having run me over yeah like, so yeah i mean with with rhino it's 
it, it depends. When we're working with White Rhino, a lot of these, when it's in a sanctuary or, you know, when we're old, at Old Pegetel, where it's a conservancy, these rhinos were, were raised in a zoo and they're transferred to Old Pegetel because they're the last two uh, northern white rhinos. So they're trying to artificially inseminate them. So they've been around humans a lot. So that's why I was able to get close to them. Um, gotcha. But otherwise, wild elephants and stuff, you don't want to get close. No, yeah. no chance. No, no, just leave them alone. Yo, can you yeah. talk about, because you said when you guys are at the watering hole, you can just sense their intelligence you can they they see that you're there you guys can sense each other talk about the energy exchange that you guys have and how you must be as just a human being to not get your ass killed right like, yeah it's <laughs> it's a it's a power change you know i think we, we we see ourselves as a dominant species being humans right and and we are but when you put yourself into wild africa and you know not not necessarily the national park but yes national park with this where i was was wild africa these are very wild elephants you just realize you sink and you're just like, Hey, you are in power. You're in charge here. And it's, you know, when you transfer that power and, and you let go of that ego and all that, and you just see this big, magnificent Tusker, which these big tusks that run down, and you know, how old they are. And they've been around forever and they're so wise. And they just, it's, um, it's the transfer of, of power in a way. And you just kind of like settle in and you just yeah. like, it's, it's hard to explain it. It's really amazing. Okay. I, I can, I can't even imagine whatsoever <laughs> yeah. um, I, i'll leave that to you i'm gonna I'm yeah. watch from, from my screen I, my little six I, yeah, at most at most i'm in the safari truck looking off in the distance look at all the animals that's about <laughs> that's about it for me yeah i, yeah. I mean it, it's not it's definitely not it's definitely not for everybody but um you know if you ever get the chance to go out and do something like that where it's a little bit um behind the scenes and, and really getting in close and doing some things just not safari but like things you would never see otherwise which i did with like living with the rangers and things like that it's just, uh, you know, that's getting uncomfortable and that's where growth comes in it. And I really grew on that trip. Talk to me about the growth and how you've grown on these trips, uh, like being out there uh, with these wild animals and how it's made you a better human being. Perspective, um, understanding, seeing the, the the vast difference in how we live here and to how they live there. I mean, we definitely have our challenges here in Western society with social media and all the shit that comes just with how we live here. There's definitely challenges there. They have their own set of challenges, which is the simplistic ones being protecting your crops from elephants. And if you don't, your livelihood's gone. And that's when things come in with like human wildlife conflict, where these locals, farmers are in conflict consistently with elephants because the elephants are also battling for the same land, the luscious land being these wetlands and crops, because there's nothing else out there, especially right now with you know the change of the climate and the end of the dry season, all these animals are fighting with humans. Um and it's just the wildest things out there as to what they they deem important and making things simple and what we it's just a very different world and so when i come back here i realize how great we really have it in some degree we have our own challenges like i said but um just putting things into perspective um i would love to go and live out there like half the year just because it, it it's a different it's a different world it brings you back to like what really matters what are the meaningful purpose things in life because out here i think we get sidetracked in western society there's a lot of shit here that we put a lot of energy to that really doesn't mean fuck all yeah, sorry i'm getting it. i get worked up i, no, I get worked I up but that. like get worked up but uh, get worked up <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i know you just you just you just you, you you go back to your roots what's really meaningful and they really yeah. show you that out there living with the locals no i, I just because that's a common theme that you see and i'm sure you see this a lot where it's you know due to deforestation and just you know all the 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 things that happen to our earth you're having those conflicts with humans and animals so much you know all, all different types of species right like yeah. what 
you being a wildlife manager, like what do you see as the solution? Like how humans and these animals can cohabitate? It's, it's, it's a very uh, deep rooted issue that doesn't have, um, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of unanswered, you know, we're, we're trying to learn. There's organizations yeah. like Big Life right now that's there basically um, trying to, to, to manage and navigate between the local Maasai communities that surround the greater Ambassel ecosystem um, with elephant, because elephant are so important for our, for our world because they are engineers of their environment and they're a keystone species. And so when there becomes a conflict, when humans start killing elephants and you take out basically a Jenga piece out of like a, a Jenga tower. Go back know, to it, that, it, it, You say engineers but, are our environment. What does that mean? So, so they are just like, just like humans can really change the world and how we've kind of just taken over things. Yeah. Elephants do that in their environments in a different way. So by knocking over trees, spreading seeds through gotcha. their, through their droppings, gotcha. um, they're, they, each species plays a very vital role that changes the environment and changes things for other species. And so if you start to take away those populations of certain species, everything starts to crumble and elephants are a big piece of that. No, okay, that makes complete sense. Thank you for that uh, right there. Talk about, you said you would love to spend like half a year, half a year over there, right? I mean, you're single now, why don't you? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily be in in Africa or, you know, specifically in Kenya, but, you know, I do have some really great opportunities coming up in the next year okay. where okay. Um, I might be going down to South America, over to Africa again, potentially over to Thailand, where I'm trying to use my platform to do uh, spread education awareness, which is a huge piece of conservation. Yes, funding is super important to, you know, give these organizations leverage to do the things they need to do to, to help protect wildlife. But education awareness and a voice for animals is something that we're missing. Um, I found that out after I started advocating very, very heavily for it. And um, I'd be an idiot and I would be, it would be a disgrace to let that platform leave and go to nothing. And so I'm giving it up to animals in some way because they need it. We need it, you know, like we need animals. And so we're, we're essentially, it's doing it for us as well as it is for them. And so I've found a way to, to create content, bring awareness to great organizations doing great things. And some of the negative things that are happening in our world with wildlife. You know what I think would be so cool is if you had like a TV show, like I could see you as like a <laughs> Steve Irwin type where you're sure. just like going around talking about, conver you know, the conservation the of these animals. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. around these Canadian animals, accent. you have access. And I mean, you, you know so much about these animals and, you know, what they need to survive in the wild. I mean, I just think it would be, you know, just you documenting your journey through this. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, you know, I took my brother with me to Kenya. And so what what you would have seen through my Instagram was just a small portion of what I took on my phone, but he took a, a broad view where we have two hours of footage that I'm going to slowly start releasing on my Instagram, showing the in-depth uh, stuff that we did there, you know, coming up close on elephants, you know, sitting in with the rangers at nighttime by the fire, you know, wow. eating like goat bit, goat bits and beans. And, you know, you can't, they're, they're speaking Maasai, you can't understand them. And it's those little moments, you, you know, it's so going to be dope, good for, good for people to see. Um, it's a, it's just a it's a view into things that I think that people would never see otherwise living with rangers in these outposts. It's it, really great guys. And they have, they love the camera too, so it was nice to see them integrated. And they loved they wanted to be on camera with us. It's uh, stepping into their world. They they loved having us in there. It was so we we bonded great. Well, not only are you you traveling, you bring your brother with you. You're you're starting to document stuff. Uh, I think. I think, Brian, you should have a TV show. I think, Brian, you're right. Definitely should have <laughs> yeah. a TV show. You also have a fund. Can you tell us about the uh, the Maui Mowings Fund? 
It out, <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so Mowgli Moin. So Mowgli. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Jungle Book. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. Well, <laughs> the kid in that, the kid in that movie, his name's Mowgli, right? He's yes. one with, one with the animals. Okay. So, um, I don't know, something that rhymed with my name. And I just, in some way was like, always wanted to be that one of my favorite movies as a kid. I was like, I, I know everything. Baloo the Bear and Bagheera and all of them. Loved them all. So I was like, how can I connect the two? So Mowgli Moines Fund, one with the animals, wants to do things for animals. And so I've connected the two. And um, yeah, so basically I'm going to, to take this fund and provide grants to organizations that I go to visit um, that prove to me that they are doing the right thing for wildlife. I'm there to create content and awareness for them. At the end of my trip, if, I, if they deserve it, I provide them with uh, essentially a check or a donation from the Mowgli Moines Fund. And what I'm also doing to to harvest that money is I made a commitment that any anything that comes from my social media, because I'm very, very grateful for what's happened with my experience on the show and this platform that's kind of come with it. You know, I fell in love on it. Everything's been amazing. And it's like, hey, well, a lot of people would fucking die to be in this position. And they, yeah. there's a lot of people that care to make a difference out there. And so yeah. I found something where I can use my passion to make a difference. So anything that comes in from social media, whether that's cameo and ad, a sponsorship, anything. I'm taking a portion of every single time that I get paid in any capacity on social media and I'm dumping into the Mowgli Moines Fund that can then support the initiatives I want to go support. Um, and so it's just everyone's kind of winning and that's kind of how I've developed it and why I thought it was a good idea. Amazing, right. man. It's like you're you're living your passion. I yeah. mean, that's that's that, what That's what success is. Yeah. Brian, that's the definition yeah. of success. Live 1, your passion. So, Blake, congrats to you on that. You said, um, I, you. we, we got to talk about it. You know, we want to be talking it out if we don't talk it out, right? You mentioned that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you mentioned that, you know, you found your love on TV and things of that nature. I think it's awesome that you're doing exactly what you want to be doing, uh, what Brian and I would call success. Uh, so kudos to you, shout out to you, salute to you. Um, a part of that is, you know, when we break up, when we have a serious relationship that breaks up, we almost forget to continue to do what makes us smile, what makes us happy. So definitely, I'm really genuinely happy that you're doing that. How do you, like navigate the the things going on um yeah i mean you know i think for me it's not that i have a, a regret I, I don't regret anything in life ever i think it's, it brings you to where you're supposed to be but i definitely think it's something we're both in a sense a little bit you know feel foolish about and embarrassed about and so you know i haven't been vocal on socials just because i feel like if we are and we we use the breakup in a way to it just elongates the process of like, you know, let's, let's get through this. And I, and so, you know, I, you know, I, I've just, I've just taken it off social media. I don't engage too much with it. I know I'm here talking about it in some capacity because I know at some point I'm going to have to talk about it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, sure. I get tons of DMS and little comments and things about some of the Instagram posts. Yes. Um, I sure do see some of them as a cryptic in some way, um i don't believe that she was really like being malicious with it or trying to i mean she i'm sure she's trying to stir the pot in some degree but i don't think it was trying to attack me really i think she was trying to have fun with it that could have been taken the wrong way um i i, I don't put too much into it i don't but like i i can see why people would i can see why people would but i also want to extinguish this i i don't want to add to it and engage yeah no, so I, and mike and i were actually talking about that prior like how do you handle a public breakup, you know, when it's messy and it's in the public uh, limelight. I mean, so you're basically choosing the route to 
just get away from it all, you know, focus on your passion with animals and just essentially not respond to, you know, all that noise that you're hearing, you know, on her end? Yeah, I, you know, I, I got to remember like what what makes me happy. It's one, one of the only things that in life that really move my emotion is when I'm like watching documentaries or fired up on a video about wildlife. And so it's like, okay, why don't I focus on that? Then why don't I continue just to focus heavily on that? And it'll bring me away from the noise, which is always going to be there because it's always in my ear. Whether it's someone sending me a post of something or a best friends, you say like all the dumb bachelor stuff, like all that stuff. It's just like, it's just draining and it's exhausting. And so I just focus on the wildlife. You know, I don't necessarily, Katie thinks has helped in some degree with some of the posts because people come, but again, like it's her way to, of, of managing that. I don't, she's going to do what she's going to do. I don't, I'm not mad at it. Just, you know, do your thing, but I just not necessarily going to engage that way online. Like you just dropped some gems there, some heavy gems. And I want to just appreciate that. Uh, one that you just helped me understand was the reason I remember you came on before on talking it out. And the reason that you said you went back to go for Katie um, is because you liked her sense of humor. I remember that specifically. And now you guys have broken up. <laughs> yeah. He's a hoo hoo. Yeah. I, I, I like you, so I don't want to. I don't want to go too too crazy, right? But sure, now sure. that you guys have broken up, you were literally defending her almost, almost in a way, and saying, "Hey, that's how she's handling it," right? The reason you like her, you know, you like her for because she's funny. She has a sense of humor. Right now, she's playing with it. So in a way, we almost can't be mad at her. That's just how she is. Like me, if it was, if it was me, I would handle it differently. But I really appreciate the way that you're saying, like, hey, that's that's her. She she likes to have fun with things. That's yeah. cool as you. Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if if that's how she's managing the relationship or the breakup, then, okay, that's fine. I just need to, you know, deal with it my way. But I don't want to take away, if I were to message, be like, hey, I don't post anymore. I, we don't need to, we don't need to do that. If that's what's getting her through it and that's the way she wants to handle it, that's, you know, fine. And I'm not mad at it because I also yeah. am like, I'm so easy going with things and like, I can shrug them off. Do I love it? No, but I'm also not like, I'm not going to come at her for it. It's just, I, we don't, we're not, I don't need to. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a very mature way to look it's at it. Very mature. You know what I'm saying like, that's a lot of, a lot of people wouldn't do it the way you're doing it. Um, but obviously, man, I know this is a tough conversation uh, and it's so fresh. Like, I mean, just to get your perspective, like what went wrong? Like what, in your opinion, was the reason why you guys broke up? Yeah, I'm so I would say we definitely fell in love on the show and, and hard and it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. When we got into the real world, um, we started to have challenges, um, certainly with the distance mm -hmm. uh, and trying to manage a relationship through FaceTime. Um, we are very, very different people aside from the humor of unapologetic, unapolog unapologetically yourself, you know, similarities that we have that we are very, you know, bold and out there in our own ways, which I don't think meshed very well when it came to, to real life um, and the distance. And um, we just really figured out that we are not we would be really really great best friends because we could have a lot of fun together but we don't have what it takes to be lovers in a long lasting relationship we found that it was going to be absolutely exhausting because it, it became exhausting very quickly and in that frame of time there is no way that we should have been in that situation feeling the way we were with the tension all those things that quickly 
when you're supposed to be in a honeymoon phase and like, you know, we just, and we weren't had that, we were, and we were so confused. We didn't understand why. And we took a lot of time to, to think about it. And there was a tension for a while, um, but we still want to fight through it. Right. Like, because you're like, Hey, well, you know, the ring means a lot. We talked yeah. about that. Um, we have a lot of pressure from the outside world. They're going to come down on us hard mm-hmm. if this doesn't work. So we have a lot of pressures, but what it came down to, it's like, we are very mature. We've been through relationships before. If we want to make this work, we will have to drastically change who we are as people to make this work. And I think that there's certainly adjustments you can make in relationships and need to make in relationships to make relationships work long term. But the the way in which we would have had to change who we are as people to to make the other person happy was just like we, we can't we can't do this. There's just there's just no way. Yeah. And so we made the decision at the time that we did to break it off. And it was, I, we, we both cried on the phone. It wasn't fun. It was, it was really weird. It was, it, I hated it. Um, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's, no, uh, you, you answered that extremely well, man. Yeah. And that's, well, that's okay. That, you, thank you for being vulnerable and honest. It's, I think it's a lot of people uh, in relationships forget that it's okay to bend, but never okay to break for all parties involved within a relationship. So I commend you, I commend Katie on doing that as well. Uh, and that's I, what it sounds like was taking place. I, yeah, I mean, just to touch on it a little bit, I think what it comes down to is it's easy to try and point fingers and be like, you know, when people ask me, well, what was it? And it's, it, it would be easy for me to be like, well, she was this, 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 and this, but you gotta take a second to be okay. That's fine. That's, that's, you know, the issues that you have on your side in terms of why it didn't work. But there's things that you're doing on your side, too, that she's going this, 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 and this. Are those things that I could have worked on better to make this work? It's not a one-sided, but we want to point the fingers. It's, mm-hmm. it's you got to understand, we were there in a mature way and being like, hey, I agree with what you said. I this that That is on me. But this, we were just understanding. And when, and so that's what makes this an an easy breakup for the most part because we're very, very mature and we were both on the same page with why this wasn't working. There wasn't a step along the way where she disagreed. We were agreeing the whole time. It's like, I'm glad what the that. hell is happening here? Yeah. And it was confusing because I think we're very confident people and like very sure of ourselves in a lot of ways. And when something goes so self like that, it's like, it's a hurt to the ego. And, and especially when it's a big moment when you think it's your person and you think it's your rock and all of a sudden you, that it, it's so hard to explain it. But I'm just glad that she handled that on the phone. And I remember telling her that and she told me that too, because it could have been a lot worse and a lot messier. And I think we've handled it fairly well, regardless of everything that's kind of happened. It's it's been handled pretty well overall. And I and and you know, I do thank her for that. Um, and I hope that she also reciprocates that because I've been doing my best to make it go smoothly as well. Looking back, Blake, like the way obviously things have turned out and where we're sitting at now. Would you have changed anything? Like looking back, would you have still gotten engaged? You know, gone through the steps that you did take? Um, you know, again, you know, I'll say I don't, I don't necessarily regret, but yeah, I mean, in some capacity, you look back and like, okay, well, was that a wasted engagement? And I don't want to say it's a wasted engagement because I remember how happy I was in that time that I did it. I love you and so when much. I remember how happy I was when I did it and that feeling and like that heart pumping, like I remember I was like just over the moon. I still wouldn't give that feeling up. 
because it was so, and so as much as it sucks and it's like, okay, I would, I'll potentially have to do that again. And like, how do I, how do I, you know, it's, it's a weird place to go back to when you failed there before on a stage like that. But um, I know, you know, I don't know. I don't think I would change it. I, I, I like how, I like where things have, have ended up in terms of we're, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just strongly telling myself that. And so I don't regret. Dude, homie, homie, you're doing the right things. I mean, don't, I say personally, don't regret that. But what I want to ask is, was there anything that you saw that I like to talk about yellow flags? We always talk about green and red flags, right? Were there any yellow flags on either side? Cause I, I, I like Katie as well on either side that you're like, Hey, this is a cautionary thing. We've discussed personally the things that, you know, we felt we need to work on to make each other, to, to make it work with each other. I, I think, um, I definitely think that we didn't see eye to eye with, um, uh, what, are, what is it called? Uh, uh, like words of affirmation. What are those things called? Um, words love, of love, languages? love languages. Those we definitely didn't align there, which is a, was a very, very obvious one that definitely, um, sparked a lot of our disagreements, but I will say that we never had full out crazy arguments, yelling, never. Every time we had an argument, it was very constructive and communication was good. Um, but good. we just, uh, it, we didn't communicate very well where we needed to for to be lovers and we didn't provide what we needed to for each other. Blake, I, I love the respect that you have uh, yeah. for yourself, uh, for Katie, for you guys' relationship that it was. Uh, where are you guys standing now? We're very, very, very cordial. I mean, you know, if I, I have a very, and I've said this before on the show, actually, I, I think it's very, very important for me anyways, that if I've been in love with somebody and, and, and had that passion and, and shared something that a type of love too, that you don't necessarily share with your family. Sometimes when you're really, really deep in love with a partner, there's a different kind of love there and different things that That's they true. know about you that, 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 that your family wouldn't. And when you have that with somebody and those little moments, you remember those little things, they know some things about you and how you are more than anyone else. And I, I don't know, I think you live, you live one life and you don't come across that many people in life that know you like that and respect you like that and have loved you like that. And regardless of how hard it is sometimes to go through breakups and make it cordial and make it easy, it's easier to hate. It's easier to find all the reasons to hate her. It's easier to hate her. It's easier. But, but the better thing and the, and the better thing for both of us and the better thing for me is to find it, to make Preach. it, to, 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 to love her and respect her, to find a way Preach. that to do anything for her. Cause I hope that she would do it for me in this one life. Cause you don't connect with anyone like that. And just because it's hard, it's easier to fucking hate her. Don't, don't be yeah. uncomfortable, work through it and try to be cordial because you don't come across those people very often. So with my recent exes and I hope Katie becomes one of them, I have no issues with them. And I hope, and I would do anything for my, my last two serious relationships as I hope they would for me. And I do, I try hard to make sure that, that we're in a great place because that's important to me. Speaking of serious relationships, Blake, what did you learn from this relationship with Katie and what are you looking for in a future relationship? I think I can be super independent sometimes, which can come off a wrong way. Independence is very important to me. Very, very, I mean, I, I she was a very aware, aware of that. And that wasn't, I mean, it was 
it was a bit of a bit of an issue i would say but trying to let go of that independence a little bit more but again like this is something like if you are that way you just need to find someone that really likes you for that not necessarily have to change that i'm i'm sorry I'm, I'm just smiling over here because like brian asked a question in a very uh open-ended way and you are the way one way that you know someone is being mature is when they start with themselves yeah. how they could be better and so i'm smiling because i'm like it's a two-way street. Dude. Yeah, dude, wow. you're like you're starting with yourself. That's that's just great for you. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, I would say independence is is, is one thing, and I, you know, I, I've kind of learned through that through my mom. To be honest with you, I I I I've, I've leaned so heavily into like you got to be fully happy and on your own before you can be with anybody else. And I am. I'm super happy on my own, and I can I will I can be. And I always will be on my own. But I know there's an element that another person, when it's the right person, they can bring an extra 30% of happiness to your life. And so, yes. you know, I, 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 got, I get sucked into independence sometimes where I focus so much on that. But I, I think that would be the, the main thing. But I mean, for her and like what I know, you know, it's I think it's diving too much into it. What I would say was what I'm looking for is, you know, I think it would be important for me to find someone that has a lot of the someone that has a lot of the passions that align with mine. You know, when I'm away, maybe they would really love to come with me or really, really have a love for wildlife that they really want to join in on that with me. And we can really change the world that way, um, which I think Katie was was wanting to do to some degree. But I um, I think we just is going to appreciate me for that that independence. And I and I also don't take take things too seriously enough sometimes where. I joke around a lot. I'm very easygoing. I'm like, I shrug everything off. And I think sometimes relationship when you're looking for some serious moments, I can lack there, especially when it comes like the love aspect and being like, but, but again, like I, I don't see those as, as major issues or, you know, I, I was never a dick or an asshole. You know, I just, I just, there's some things the way I am that don't line up with every type of person, just like everybody else. And we're not going to line up with every type of person. It's amazing that you know yourself. Yeah, I think that yeah. there's something we got to debunk out there. People will say that opposites attract, but people that have similarities stay, right? And so that's a that's something that I want to debunk out there. But we got a few other things we want to debunk with you. You, okay. I personally think, Blake, bro, you got three relationships with uh, <laughs> three beautiful women all in the last 12 months. I think your heart needs a break, but can, answer this rumor for me. Are you going to be the next Bachelor? No, I am in no way prepared to go through meeting 30 women, especially after all that. You know, I think my ego's hurt right now. You know, I, I, I feel like an idiot with how things kind of played out when you're so sure about something and you feel like you found your rock to all of a sudden be able to turn turn that rock and, and try to find another one, you know, within the time frame that we have. No. Will I will I over time when I'm ready start to trickle out and start dating again in the real world? Yes, because I'm trying to find my person. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not going to wait to get to paradise and not date anyone until paradise. Then all of a sudden I'm ready again. No, when I'm ready in the real world, I'll start dating in the real world and I hopefully will find my person. I'm not thinking about a show. Um, it, it seems hectic to me and exhausting. And so I'll be dating in the real world when I'm ready and I don't know when that will be. So based on that answer, we are we going to see you on Michelle season? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two more episodes I'd come in. <laughs> two more episodes. He's got it there. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I we're not going to see him there. We're not going to see him in uh, Michelle season. He's going to be in paradise summer of 2020. <laughs> no, I, I would be, I, I think you'd be very surprised to find me there. I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I've been, 
ABC and the show has been very, very good to me to always checking in on me with, uh, you know, how the breakup's been going. Like and um, yeah. they've been very, very good. And, you know, one thing I did say to one of them, um, you know, is like, I, I'm like, I'm done, man. Like, I'm done, like, thinking I know I found my person and, and coming on gunning for some, I'm done. I'm sitting back. I'm not chasing again on this fucking show ever. Like I can't, like, I just yeah. can't. Like I, I, I put myself out there too many times being too bold, really thinking I know, and I get there and it all falls apart. And so my approach is completely different in life. Now let it come to me naturally, maybe in the real world. Don't put something in my head. What I think is going to be on Instagram. I'm done. Let it come naturally because I failed that way three times now. And I let the whole world watch it. So let's try a different approach. So this, the door is the door completely closed on any of the bathroom pretty, shows. Per, pretty well. I really hope to find a person in real life, to be honest. Yes. Lies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty, no. pretty closed. I don't know. Now, Brian, the way he's gonna, this is what's gonna happen, Blake. You're gonna find an Australian woman, specifically from Aussie, Australian, Australia. Um, she is going to be like wearing those khaki shorts, a green top, a hat. She's gonna have white stuff all over her face from like the sun, uh, the sun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're both and gonna save all the animals. They're both gonna save all the animals. That's what's gonna happen. That's exactly Yo, I love that happen. accent. I love that accent. So we'll see. I, you know, I have a trip booked to Australia. So hey, there you go. Yeah, you know, call me. I'm trying to go to Australia. That's <laughs> one go. country. That's okay. one continent I haven't been to yet. So call me up. Um, right. So Blake, Noted. we obviously just talked about a couple of rumors that are out there. Like, what is the weirdest internet rumor that you've heard about yourself? Oh God. Uh, you know, I see. I wish I wrote down list them because, like, you know, you yeah. come across them all the time. I I love scrolling my DMs because the craziest stuff comes up in there, and, and it gets me every day. There's it gets puts a smile on my face. It's just like what? <laughs> but, a smile on my face. Can you, can you but, expand on that? Like, what are people? Um, what are people writing your DMs? Oh, geez, man. Um, it, it's more like it's more like it, it's just the chirps and stuff. I mean, listen, the 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 dating through bachelorettes thing. It's, it's definitely gotten old, but I get it very regularly still. Um, I, there, there isn't, a, there isn't a major, there isn't a major thing that people, rumors. In your defense, it was only supposed to be two bachelorettes. Okay. This is the other thing. Okay. This is one thing I need to, we need to, I think I need to get off my chest here. All this shit that I was in love with Claire and love with Tasha, Guys, I never said love one time. Get that out of here. And PSA, I, like, say what it says, what? Say man, it. like everyone's like, you, know, you fell. I'm like, guys, like find the clip where I said this. I've never ever said I loved either of them. Clara came on with the wrong headspace because I I knew it was going to be her for three months. So I put my help myself in the space. Like this is going to work. This is. It. I found all the reasons to make sure that I could be like was in it and like wanted to make it work. Tasha comes on. You're not saying no because she's sweet. She's bubbly. She's fun to be around. You're going to see that through. It never it never went anywhere never love ask her yourself and then <laughs> and then katie was one that you saw me really struggle to open up and finally say i love you at the end really late so like get off me with the love stuff i was never in love him. with the first one get off of me okay? get off <laughs> me okay get off my man every time it's just like yes I, I get it i get it you're allowed to chirp you're allowed to come at me but let's get it straight yo let's get this straight i have to ask you i mean blake i watched uh katie season and there was one person that was like coming at you from like before you even stepped in the door. Aunt Lindsay. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that reaction. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I never got to meet her. Um, oh, wow. After wow. the show. Yeah. So, you know, we had plans to uh, to meet her family, extended family at the end of November for Thanksgiving. We obviously, Oh, man, this is know, crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't get to meet a lot of them, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, I, you know, she's probably licking her chops right now being like, I told you I was right, you know, so, you know, everyone's <laughs> coming at her, but, um, you know, she was looking out for her I, again. I can't say anything bad. It was a very, a, a big test for me in the moment. Cause I remember like looking around and being like, I'm getting killed right now by this woman, but she was yeah. looking out for Katie, but yeah, it was yeah, a lot was. to manage in that situation for sure. Definitely. Yo, I have to ask, you know, you said that, you know, I'm paying attention to you, right? That's what we do as podcast guys. You said that podcast also, you said you're, you know, paying attention to, to Claire Claire's single now, so if she hits you up, what's up? No, I mean, even just out of respect for, you know, the whole Dale thing, and just, we're just not, we don't align. We certainly don't align. I, we, we both kind of know that. And, you know, once something's failed, uh, shipped like that, it's just like, no. And I've talked about this before. It's just great girl, but no. I, I completely agree with you on that. Sailed ship thing, man. The ship has sailed. He's looking forward, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm in a good, a good headspace. I don't want to feel like I'm taking a step back. And um, so that's why. Yeah, man. I feel like, I mean, just hearing you speak, I feel like you got a really good head on your shoulders. Like you, you know yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yes, you do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is only going to help you in your relationships moving forward. So, I mean, I wish you the best of luck, man. Well, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that a lot. Yo, how can people, I wanted to know, like, help with the conservative efforts. What can they do? What can we do? Yeah, so, um, you know, aside from just, aside from just, you know, putting funds into that Mowgli Moines fund, which is great, you know, but I'm going to, a lot of that effort's going to come from me, from all the social stuff that I do. I'm going to keep dumping money in there. And as I made that commitment, a lot of it comes from just, you know, engagement and sharing because education awareness is huge. I don't think that, the government and the news does d nearly a good enough job getting out information that we should be seeing. Bro, news, news says negative shit. And, 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 but even then it focuses on things. It's like, okay, but like, you know, we're down to only, you know, 85 jabbing rhinos in the world, which, you know, it's why, like, why are we not, I don't know, still things, well, again, again, this is meaningful to me. So maybe not to everybody yeah. else, but just, but just education awareness about like, like, I don't know, creatures on this earth that deserve to be here more than we do because we just destroyed everything. I don't know, just awareness, education, share stuff, share stuff that's important that keeps the planet alive and thriving and healthy. And that's making sure that species don't go extinct because we need them. Bro, do you have a TikTok? Because I think that like you can get your message out there quickly and fast through TikTok. Yeah, I don't have an account. I always thought it was like a dancing thing. And then, you know, do people it. have definitely been, been pushing and been pushing me for this. I laugh at Brian's stuff, stuff every day, bro. He's, you know, with his chiropractor. It's funny. <laughs> hey, listen, um, Rachel just no. got into it. I mean, you'll definitely cave, man. I feel like yeah. I think you should have a show. I think you should yeah. run some content on TikTok. I think yeah. it would be great with the animals. Yeah, Seriously. you know, I think I think I think in time it's something I sh I should probably do, and I think it'll get there. I have a lot of really cool trips, like I said, coming up. Some penguin related ones, um, oh, you know, some cool. stuff that I get. It. Yeah, so you know, maybe it'll get there, and uh, if it does, then you know, I'll be sending you guys those links. Oh, definitely, please do, man. Well, uh, is there anything else that you would like to get off your chest to say to the the people on Reddit? Ooh, the people on Reddit. Yeah, I don't go there. That's a dangerous place. Um, That's good uh, advice right you know, there for anybody but, out you there. You can't, yeah, I mean, you can't stop people sending it to you, though, right? So, like, you know, the odd time I'll, I'll fall into a little, but even then I try to stay away. Uh, no, I mean, you know, the Reddit people, it's like, guys, 
no, I mean, shit, it's kind of what, what, what keeps fashion nation thriving in some way. Right. So like yeah, yeah. these people, whether the opinion's negative or, you know, we, we signed up for it and yeah. it's truth opinion. It's, it's truthful opinions what people have because they can hide there. So, you know, if you really want to know the truth, what people think, go there. If not stay away. Uh, I stay away. I focus on myself and um, I don't want to see anything bad about anyone that I even like, you know what I mean? I just stay away. I just stay. I don't, don't think there's don't, nothing. Don't dip in them. There's nothing wrong with Reddit, but I think for you, it's like what you said earlier and what you showed earlier. If you, the person that are, were in the relationship and the person at hand, the topic of choice, if you're not mad about it, why the hell should anyone else be mad about it? Got a point. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I think it could be people necessarily like defend, uh, you know, I, or, you know, I think he's just like, she stopped giving people reasons to be upset at her. But she just, again, that's her, like, she doesn't care. She's unapologetic herself. She's going to do her thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I read it's just, read it's one that I, I, I keep blocked. I'm going to continue <laughs> to keep blocked. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, well, I definitely appreciate you on I me. Mean, I genuinely would love to go on a trip with you. Uh, I, I love animals, not maybe as much as you do. So, so yeah, I like yeah. them. I like them. You love them. Uh, but if I can help out and go to trip with you, I'm I'm about that life. Well, listen, you know, I think I've had this discussion before with a couple of different organizations. And I think, you know, I think overall in general, I think Bachelor Nation can do a better job. And I'm not saying necessarily the fans, but the people that have been involved with the show from contestants to leads across the board, you know, we get we get a lot of riff about like oh they're going to be an influencer okay well that's fine but what are you influencing with and how are you using it yeah. right and 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 we collectively as people that have been a part of the show can definitely be better and how can i do that well i think it would be cool to start bringing on some other people that have been on the show and and just letting them dip into my world a little bit and showing them what that's all about and it just it's just education and awareness and using influencers and other big names to help spread messages spread about things that are really important. Yeah. yeah. So speaking about yeah. spreading the word, man, like, is there a website? I mean, obviously we could go to your Instagram page and whatnot, but like what resources are out there uh, for the conservation uh, efforts? Yeah. So this is, this is one thing I originally started, you know, when I really wanted to learn a lot about it, I'd go to all different, it would be Google, but I just like, this is too hard and there's too many big, long articles. If you go to my following on my Instagram page, you will see that there's about 800 people I follow. About half of those are conservation related, wildlife related, climate change related pages that literally pick out the pertinent, important information from articles and they put it in little blurbs for you with a photo. And that's how I keep up on all the information and the current stats and things that are going on in the world. And so put it in front of your face. You're on Instagram every day for way too long, way, way longer than you should be. So make it upon yourself to put in things that aren't just like, yeah, dumb feet stuff, stuff yeah. that's like yeah. engaging. That's how you do it. But you got you got to do it because no one else is going to follow those accounts for you. Very true, man. Well said. Great advice, man. <laughs> well said. Well, you know, we love you here on Talking Out. Thank you for speaking your piece. Thank you for uh, not denouncing Katie. Thank you for you know still showing her love. Uh, you like her uh, still just for that's who she is. We we love to see it from you. Love the vulnerability, man. Thank you yes. for that. Yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting to come on here, and you know, it's a scary thing to 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 talk about, it and you're always kind of navigating. Okay, well, how do I do this in a way that isn't stepping on her toes, or yeah. you know, I don't want to say the wrong word or the wrong sentence that's going to upset her. You know, it's it, and it's a weird way to do that. I think at some point we're going to have to talk about it. So I'm glad I did it with you guys because you guys were very uh, respectful in the way we went about it. So I appreciate it back your way. 
Right. We appreciate you, man. Thank you Thanks, so much family. for coming on the show. Keep being great. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. What's up, Talking It Out family? Since our recording with Blake last week, some new information has become public knowledge, and that's that Katie is pursuing a relationship with another cast member from her season, John. Obviously, we wanted to check in with our guy Blake and just make sure that he's okay. And talking to him, we thought it was best to offer him a place to come in and speak his truth so we can close this chapter and move forward. You're going to hear that conversation right now. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I've been speechless for a lot of it. I'm just still trying to process it. Everyone's asking me questions like I have the answers. I don't. I have no idea. When everyone heard this, I heard the exact same thing. Um, there was speculation, I think, obviously, but I really thought there was no way just based on timeline and um, everything. So... You know, I'd love to be able to provide more insight. I literally just have nothing. And I am trying to ask myself all the questions to try to figure it out myself. And I, and I don't know how. And I know that's probably not the best thing to do. Um, what is the timeline? But, your yeah, let's, let's talk timeline, man. Like, what, what is your version of the timeline? Well, I, that's what I have a you know a hard time processing, I think, just because um you know, this twelve days of messy that you know I didn't sign up for, but I was attached to, just like all the other guys. Um, you know, started twelve days ago. I'm sure that she probably knew who day twelve was and who was gonna be and why. So when I try to think about the breakup um happening when it did roughly a, a month ago. She probably had an idea 12 days after that, or you know, two weeks after that, who was going to be number 12 and how she was going to announce it. So naturally, you know, you start to think about the timeline. It's okay, well, I know they spent a lot of time together and stuff, but like there's just no way I never had an inkling that and I, I'm just a very secure guy, very confident guy. And I give my trust out hundred percent, especially to the person who I should be trusting the most. I I really don't think there was any physical cheating there, but there's clearly emotional for it to transition as quickly as it did. And I kind of feel, no, I, I feel uh, stupid and foolish for allowing it to happen, I guess, in some, to some degree. And I don't know if it was partially me too, like, was she in some sense emotionally cheating to some degrees because I wasn't able to provide something with words of affirmation, which I know I struggle with sometimes. Like, so I just have so many things that I'm trying to figure out why it went wrong, why it transitioned so quickly into a new relationship. What was I in all of this from start to finish through all the Greg chaos, Michael chaos, what was I in the middle, you know, and like yeah. John happening so quickly that I'm just like, you know, like Mike, I talked to you last, time we spoke and there's a reason why i'm talking about two guys here now because i you know i try to stand by having no regrets but like it's instances like this where you really start to fight yourself with having no regrets with things just the way things played out i'm like last week it was good like i didn't see this coming you know so i don't i 
I mean, everything that you're feeling right now, Blake, it's is valid, man. It's warranted. Yeah, it's glad you're a human being, right? Um, for you to question yourself and question the timeline. But you guys just weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. You guys, I was your fiance, you know? Um, and so I just want to let you know that you can stand up for yourself. I think a lot of times that we have these situations, we always want to make sure that the woman is okay, but we need as men and you need as a man to be validated and heard as well. So I just want to give you that floor right now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I chased her because of the things that I shot, I thought she was. And I, you know, I got a lot of those things. I knew I was going to take heat for going that season. I could took the, the easy road and you know, went to Paris to be on the show. I, I didn't, I chased her. Yeah. Um, and I knew the risk in that. I knew I could look like an idiot and I knew I still get the flack for it, but I chased her. Um, you know, looking back, seeing how it all kind of panned out after the fact, like I, you know, I, you saw how much of a man I tried to be through all the, like the Greg stuff. And you know what? I still, to this, to this point, like still try to tell myself like that, you know, I didn't really plan anything, but try to go back and watch that episode nine, try to go back and watch that after you propose some, to somebody and try to feel a hundred percent confident. It's almost next to impossible. Hmm. I still, I still, again, even like doing this, I try not to tell myself I'm default in any, in, in any, to any degree just because of my ego and the, and the way I am, right? And, and I trust her when she speaks. But like, it's the, you know, it's this transition right away with the John thing that like really takes away a lot of what I thought it was, which really sucks. Um, you know, I, I, maybe I should have taken a, uh, a day to try to reflect and wrap my head around it because this is hours of me hearing this, right? So I'm, I'm speaking in emotion and trying to, I'm flabbergasted in a sense where I'm trying to think of the words and wrap my, like I, my opinion, it's just opinions right now because I, I honestly have no idea, you know? No, so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to piece it together. And well, there, so, there are so no Blake, right words right now. I mean, you're yeah, emotional. This is raw, man. This is completely raw. I mean, we appreciate you for this. Like let let's let's take it back to the engagement. Like once you guys became engaged on the show, you know that time leading up after, where was this guy John in this whole situation? Like was he already there? Did he come later? Um. So you know, from my understanding, they it was kind of like a joke in the beginning because you know everyone thought that he had ended up with her, and that was like the rumor. And so I know that they had killed some type of conversation friendship through that alone i think being in san diego they had met somehow through the friends and you know through vaccination stuff she was very clear and I, you know i trusted everything she said I, I still i still do that i really you know i don't think anything was happening during the time when we were engaged i really don't but clearly he had more into it and was at least pursuing it or something or wanted something to be hanging out with her all the time. I mean, I was with them. I went in the same plane as them. I, you know, and yeah, I didn't wait, think y'all were together. The three of y'all. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, you know, I just like, and then obviously, you know, I would see them together when I'm being back in Canada or when I was in Kenya, I would see them together. But, um, 
again, like I put my full trust in, in that there's nothing more than literally just a friendship. And I, I think it all, it just was, but it allowed them to form something at least emotionally where they could see something with each other that made it so easy for them to transition when this ended. And maybe, maybe it gave her a feeling to, to have this relationship be able to abruptly end the way it did. And as easy as it did, although yes, it was mutual. The, did she like, was he always in the back pocket? Like, I, so I don't know. So you it, think he had, she possibly had her plan B already ready to go after you guys broke up. See, and like, I, again, I'm trying to tell myself no, but then I'm, trying to piece together the timeline and i'm like that she at least had some emotional connection right i i it it happened too quickly how in two weeks after there had to have been something there she at least like he provided her something that she really liked that made it the transition easy that i wasn't giving her or something i i don't know i don't don't feel i don't feel that it's john i feel that you know and i like katie but i'm speaking candidly i feel that it would make someone believe that she was in y'all's relationship, she was relying emotionally on John instead of investing her in yours relationship. She was investing herself with someone else instead of putting that energy towards your guys' relationship. Uh, I don't want to speculate any further than that. That's just based on the timeline, what seems to be taking place. And I don't think it was a plan B per se. I think that just boundaries were crossed. Uh, when you're in a relationship with someone, you guys were in a long distance relationship. I mean, you guys were together, the three of you guys together, which, man, I don't know. I guess I just said that, I guess I just say that because sometimes, you know, something to be said where women sometimes already have kind of like the replacement in the wings, you know, when they do decide to break up. That's true. You know, it's very true. um, You know, it's, you know, it, it's been kind of rocky along the way just because of all the social stuff, right? It's kind of, it's always, it's been there with, you know, little posts and stuff and the 12 days of messy. And, you know, I, I, like I talked to you guys before, I just wanted to go away so I don't engage. And I've just like been very cordial and leaving alone. Um, but like, you know, I just hope that in some sense, this like big bomb drop at the end is like the end of it because, you know, we posted that breakup post happened quick happened fast you know the caption states we want we're asking for privacy and and kindness in it but she's doing the wrong things to to get that like she you know so the privacy and kindness we're not getting and i i'm attached to it because of how she's approached this totally i guess just like it hasn't it's just like i just wanted to i just want them to essentially just okay i hope it just works and just go like go like go so i'm done being attached to this this messiness that like it's messy yeah bro and and you you seem to me like the most non-controversial like non-dramatic dude like i totally feel where you're coming from um i mean just i guess thinking back like any argument any talk like was there ever any type of red flag whatsoever like that you could have thought of you know, when it came to John, the way she talked about him to you. I mean, because she mentioned just an, uh, uh, she mentioned on a podcast, which I saw that, you know, you were very non-jealous, like you were totally cool about it. But yeah, she definitely painted him as just a friend. You know what yeah, I mean? But obviously I, that wasn't I, the case. 
Yeah, literally, no exaggeration, not to any degree did we ever have a conversation about John being uh, a threat or in any way, I, honest. And that's why this, uh, people were asking me, like, what do you think day 12 is going to be? Every day I would wonder about what the next day of the songs were going to be. And it was like exhausting. But in day 12, people were like, it's, it's, do you think it's going to be John? I think it's, I'm like, there's, I was like, no, it's, it's going to be about herself. And she reinvented and found herself in this. So when that dropped, my phone, I mean, my I've had to pull over because my phone was going nuts. I pulled over in a Best Buy parking lot and everyone was ringing me and they're like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. And I, I was shocked too. I just thought that she might at least tell me yeah. on the side, just because we have had very cordial, easy uh, conversations that we have had through text. We haven't had one in a while. Then I literally had to ship her something that she left here. But, you know, they've been very cordial, very good. Like, so, you know, why not reach out to me and tell me that at least to give me a heads up or tell me, you know, because um, they're it's just, yeah, there's just a little, I think, a lack of disrespect there. But again, like, I don't know. I mean, I the way that she's kind of handled things, I'm not overly surprised. But um, again, I, you know, this isn't, this is, I'm not coming on. This isn't a bashing session because I haven't bashed her once other than saying like maybe disrespectful, very blindsided. I'm not diving into the relationship. Um, I just, based on that last conversation we had, my mind set has changed on some things. Clearly, you know, I told you about the proposal and if you, know, you regret the proposal and I told you how happy it was in that moment. And I still remember how happy it was in that moment, but like it's, this last little straw is like very frustrating for me to like want to keep holding on to being like no regrets, no regrets. And that's what's annoying. So I just want it to go away. Like and you're human. I, you're heartbroken. And, you're a human being. It's okay. And like, I just don't want people, I'm done with people asking me, calling me like, like this is hopefully to wrap it up and be done with that. And just like, let her go do her thing. Like, I'm like, you just, you just had me think about when you were just saying, you told us, you came on here, told us about the proposal. You told us about a few different things to include. You guys were going to be spending Thanksgiving together. Is that right? How yeah, long, we, how long ago was that? Cause I'm, that, I'm thinking about that in the timeline as well. Yeah. You it guys really gets planned. That. Yeah. You yeah. For that in advance. Yeah. So I, I, I was supposed to go see her family for, uh, in Seattle or Seattle area yeah. for American Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, because I, I hadn't met her family yet. That was when we were supposed to. Um, I will, as much as I am, think I'm very strong, I will definitely be thinking about this for the next like couple of days, trying to piece it together. And everyone's going to want to like give me their two cents. When it comes down to it, I'm in to some degree kind of pissed that like, I don't know, man, like when you come on and you do something like that and you're like, I threw put it all out there for her. And I remember I, the first thing I said to her was like, if we're down at the end of this, I'm going to propose. Like I really, like I, I wouldn't let you down kind of thing, but I just, I just feel let down now on the other side of things. And um, again, like, you know, but I also, I also probably let her down some, you know what I mean? It's like, I, this isn't a, this isn't a pity or a sympathy thing. This isn't it. I just, I just want to get it out there. So it's done. This isn't pity. I don't, I'm good. It is what it is. Like I'm, I'm good. Sorry, I started venting, but no, you're you're perfectly I mean, fine. 
whether you let her down or she let you down or both, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys were engaged. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys said those words at that engagement. Like, you know I mean, you made promises to each other. You made a commitment to each other. Words are supposed to matter. Yeah. And, you know, I know when I proposed to Rachel, I mean, those next few months were like the most important. And those when that th- that's the time when you have to be the most locked in because everything's coming at you you know the uh, social media is on your neck you know maybe they didn't agree with the decision or whatever the case may be and you guys just have to be all about each other whether you're in africa i mean we were apart i mean granted we were in dallas and miami but we were still apart you know but the communication was always there and you know the the commitment to the relationship was always there and you know, the fact that this happened, I mean, no matter what way you slice it, it does seem really fucked up on her part about what she did. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I know this hurts, man. I know you're heartbroken, but this is only going to make you stronger. This is going to make you a better person. And at the end of the day, she wasn't the one for you. And I know it may no, take a while to realize that, but. No, I think he definitely knows that. It's going to be harder, like, digest you know, that. You know, yeah. It's it's crazy to have to transition so quick from like, you know, thinking that she is your person to not. Do I when we broke up and we decided to 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 break it off? Like I'm just I think you you, you know, you naturally just like anything that happens when it's bad, you try to think, okay, what could I have done? Like what was it? What was my piece in this? And it's like, you know, the thing is like like Mike, like, I don't know, do you do you allow your significant other in any capacity, whether you're gauged or a girlfriend, do you allow them to go and hang out with people of the opposite sex and get close and be friendly? Like, do you, because like, I've been, this is, to be honest, this is the second time this has happened to some degree with me. And it's like, I don't do you, like, you gotta trust them still, right? I don't walk I into to. the next relationship at the relationship and then be like, oh, you don't want to see you with, you know, you know, I can't be guarded like that. like. Correct. Never allow what someone did in the past to dictate how your character is going forward. I'll say it again. Never allow a past relationship to dictate moving forward how you will in a relationship. Just because she did what she did in a, in a prior, you still have to be trusting to your person. You don't want to smother them, right? And it sucks to say that when you've had to deal with that. Um, well, I know one thing that I've always asked women when I've started talking to them and they start to talk to somebody else soon after. Because it's always, to be honest, man, I have a vendetta against Taylor Swift. And I don't even know the girl. Uh, but the vendetta is just, I remember she was dating some actor. And then, like, she met the actor's mom. And, like, two days later, she was dating a whole other guy. And I, I just don't like seeing that, right? And so a lot of women, when I've said that to them, they always say, well, the relationship had been over for months. You know, I was emotionally gone for months prior. And I'm a, I'm a big component for effective communication, saying it that way, not just communicating, right? Because communicating is BS to me. You have to effectively get through to that individual and vice versa. Was there anything in regards to, I'm getting distant from you? Obviously, you guys were distanced time-wise, uh, from like physically, ge- geographically, mm-hmm. but was there a mm-hmm. distance emotionally to where we can learn from that part? Right, because at this point, it's not about bashing Katie. It's not about bashing you. It's about no growth. No. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I mean, we both recognize that. That's why things. You know, when we went to San Diego, we went to New York first. Went to San Diego, and things. 
you know, we walked out of that San Diego trip and I say, I would say on both ends, we didn't meet expectations to how we thought it was going to go as a relationship, yeah. as our first, you know, solid, essentially three weeks together. It was good, but it wasn't great. And there was, you know, things that we knew we had needed to work on. Um, and then I came home for three days before two days because I got stuck in the airport in Denver. It was the worst. And I remember being really rushed to go to Kenya and I got on a plane and went to Kenya. Uh, I spent 18 days there where we were um, communicating fairly fairly well. We did have an inkling there where, um, you know, communication, I wasn't able to text her or get to her when as much as we wanted to, just because of time difference and connection being out in the bush and all these kinds of things. So can you help me understand that? Like, what was the time that y'all were able to text? Like, five days apart? Like, No, no. Uh, we were able to text. I mean, I after our first little... Um, I wouldn't say his argument. Um, oh, she just was very upset that I wasn't able to uh, text her at a certain time when I told her I would uh, when I got home, when I got there off the plane. And so every then I was very adamant about making sure I could text when or when I could and try to. Um, anyways, we don't to dive into that, but um, we we had issues with that. And that's when things started becoming a little more, more distant. And then. Um, she was when I got home. She was supposed to uh, fly here after her comedy show, which um, she decided not to, based on you know spending two weeks here uh, when it wasn't going that well. And so that's why we broke up on the phone, and it was really quick. And broke up that day. That's what, uh, we broke up the next. So she didn't fly out here, and then the next day we did break uh, on the phone and. It just seems uh, like you want to do well, that with well, your fiance. Well, what did she say? Like, what was the, like, what were her words? What were her emotions in that in that moment? You know, it, it was mutual on both sides. That there was an odd tension there. Um, it, it felt like you could tell that she wasn't overly excited, um, and you know, I was stressed about it too. But at the same time, I had things that was trying to turn that around when she came. So I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, like I did some turtle conservation work. You know, I had planned to go shoot that content with her because it was something that was important to me. And I know that she would have really loved to go do, you know, turtle work together. Then I, you know, had some things planned that was hopefully going to maybe try to turn things around on that trip. She didn't um, think it was a good idea to come based on how things were going. I told her I'd come to San Diego. She didn't think that was a great idea. So you were making uh, the then, effort. Yeah, but I mean, you know, again, like this isn't, I don't want to make this seem that one-sided because it was mutual. Blake, but Blake, but Blake from what it, what it sounds like is like you were, you wanted to make it work. Like you wanted to put forth the effort and she wouldn't come out and see you. She even want you yes. to see her, you, you to fly there. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I would definitely would have, I mean, like at the same time, it's not like we fought extremely hard. It was something like, okay, when she's coming, like, let's see. And I, I, we need to do things like that to try and bring, see if we could bring the relationship back around. But at the same time, I wasn't overly against it because it was weird at that point. It was weird. And so when she didn't fight, she didn't want to come out. I also didn't like fight for it very hard, just like she didn't either. But I definitely was like, would have rather have the conversation in person, not through a FaceTime. Blake. Uh, definitely, again, appreciate you coming on to speak about it. Like, this is real time for you. Like, for me, it took 
almost a year before I can even speak to anything. So my hats are off to you. And I want to say that we can go on and on in circles about who did what, the timeline, episode nine with Greg. Uh, was it her feeling that she had to, she wasn't a success until she, unless she got engaged as a bachelorette? Or was it her and John being friends? Or was she? he always a backup? We don't know. But what we do know is that the two of you are not together. Uh, you're going to be moving on. She's moving on. I want to know as your friend, how can we support you? I think when it comes down to it, it's wishing her the best and I the best. We both want to be in happy places. I think that's what's going to make this go away. Um, I do wish her the best. I, I, I do. As much as things have been sour the last little bit here, uh, we just both want to, I think, forget as much as it would have been nice to have some great memories from that. I just want to kind of forget about it now. And so, you know, wrapping this up in this interview with you guys, I appreciate it. Um, no nitty gritty with the rest of it. It's not hers or my, it's just, we weren't supposed to be together. We both know that. And I'm think, I think we're both thankful that we found that out early enough that this didn't drag out. Um, and I just, I don't, I just wish her, uh, I guess, and John the best uh, moving forward because it's, we just want to forget now and move on. Next uh, chapter coming up. Next chapter coming up. I think uh, that you said really it earlier, big of you, man. You said it earlier that uh, you know where your happiness is. You know where you find happiness and peace. Yeah, uh, so yeah. stay, stay with the animals, man, and just uh, continue, continue <laughs> yeah. the happiness. Immerse yourself in your passion. Yes, yeah, I don't want to see I you go into that. a into a closet or into a dark place. Immerse yourself in your passion, like you know my brother uh, Brian just said, man. We love you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, I got a good uh, support group around me, family and friends and stuff, and um, I'll be good. Wish you, you the be best, good. man. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate love, you. man. Love. Have a great one. Yo, but you know how we talked about at the beginning of the episode, Joe, how he handled the situation with Kendall, completely diplomatic, just a gentleman yes, personified. That's exactly what Blake did when you get out of a relationship that's in a public eye. He spoke his truth. He was honest. He was vulnerable. And he was still respectful. Did not, yeah, respectful and still did not come and condemn Katie. I agree, man. I mean, and something you mentioned during the episode is a lot of times he kind of started talking about himself, you know, yes, what, I love you that. know, what things he could have done better in the relationship. And I think that's a, the problem with a lot of people out there when they get out of relationships, they just want to blame the other person for this yeah. or that. But, you know, again, like we talked about, it's a two way street. So you always, always got to look inward sometimes with yourself and, you know, realize the things that you could have done better so that you can take that into your next relationship and make sure you don't make those same mistakes. Oh, definitely. For him to say that, it resonated with me when he said, I'm a bit too independent. We normally don't hear that. And that's such a great wow. insight and introspection within him. So I definitely uh, shout out to Blake in regards to that. And I love what he has going. He's, he gave a gym in regards to, you know, he had his heart broke, right? Yep. Him and Katie loved each other. And I'm sure they still definitely have love for one another. But he knows that his passion, what makes him happy, what makes him thrive, what makes him wake up in the morning is animals. Yeah. Right? And giving to the animals. And that's what we all need to take advice from. Like, you know, if the sad thing does happen when you break up out of a relationship that you love, continue to do what sets your soul on fire. Yeah. Like immerse yourself in your passion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to take your mind off things. Like you heard him say, he's like, he doesn't have his eyes on, on all day. the internet and all the, the stuff that's going out there. You know what I mean? He's focusing on his passion. You know, he's immersing himself, like I said, and you know, it's taking his mind off of things. And all that's, right. that's what you want to do when you're trying to get over a tough breakup. Definitely. So, you know, half the time we were on the phone with him or on a call with him, I'm like, damn, 
why do I not see his IG posts? Because you know you don't see everybody's IG stuff. Yeah. I'm like, man, this, I want to see his stuff. I follow him. I want to see what's going on in his life. So right, I want to I want to see these rhinos, these elephants. Yeah, like, like he said, the rhino. I'm like, man, I don't see the rhino. My what, damn little my, feed? my little dude, wildlife feed. Dude, I'm uh, man. I really wanted to ask him about Tiger King season two. <laughs> I really did, but it's all good. It's all good. Until next time. Yeah, and guys, I. I think you're going to love this episode. I'm sure you did. Uh, you know, for everybody out there who tunes into our, our show every single week, we appreciate you. And we hope you enjoyed this episode with Blake and how vulnerable he was. Uh, definitely so. I got to let all of our Talking Out family know we are casting for the upcoming seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelor. Yes. Head over to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. That's bachelornation.com forward slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. And baby, you always know we love to hear your opinions, your stories, your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow us on social at Talking Out BN on Instagram. That's Talking Out BN on Instagram. Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook. And on Twitter, of course, is Bachelor Nation. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.